0: Welcome to Lawyers Who Lead, a podcast that challenges the notion that the law lags behind. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. Each week I invite a lawyer who's making powerful changes through extraordinary leadership. In each episode we'll travel through another lawyer's life, identify what they do best, and then devise how to apply these concepts to your own world. So let's get to it. Welcome to Lawyers Who Lead. I'm your host, Seagal Barnes. Lawyers Who Lead was back on the road again this week podcasting in person at ABA Tech Show in Chicago, Illinois. For anyone not familiar, Tech Show is a three-day event where lawyers, legal professionals, and technology all come together. On the ground at Tech Show is a very special guest host, Lawline Program Attorney Callie Franks. While I'll be returning to host our regular episodes next week, I'm sure you'll find great value in Callie's hosting and the rich content of these interviews. So without further ado, let's welcome our first lawyer who leads, Stephanie Everett. She is the CEO of Lawyerist, a team of lawyers, tech enthusiasts, business coaches, and access to justice advocates committed to transforming the legal industry by fostering healthier businesses. Stephanie serves on multiple boards and has been recognized by the ABA and Fast Case 50 for her contributions to legal tech and innovation. Stephanie is also the co-author of The Small Firm Roadmap and hosts the Lawyerist podcast, continuously shaping the future of legal practice. Let's dive into the interview recorded at ABA Tech Show right now.
1: Thank you for joining us today, Stephanie. How are you? I'm great, how are you doing? I'm doing well. We're excited to be here at Tech Show. What an exciting time, the buzz is real. So tell me a little bit about how you got to your journey where you are right now.
2: Yeah, the short story is I'm a lawyer, uh, just like a lot of you probably listening, was practicing law, had my own firm, really had the opportunity to grow it. We started, it was just me and my law partner and a legal assistant. And before we knew it, within seven years, we grew it to a team of 20. And in that process, I was the managing partner and I was figuring out the business side and the tech side and all the things. And it was through that journey that I was like, I love the business. I love running a law firm and figuring this out. And I had to reinvent my firm several times in that process. And so I said, hey, can I make a job of this? And so basically that's what I did. I sold my practice and got certified as a coach and started working with lawyers
1: and now that's what i do i help them build a healthy law firm so in your journey now and in your role that you do now what does that look like on a day-to-day yeah lawyers go to law
2: school we learn how to think like lawyers right we don't even really learn how to practice we certainly don't learn how to run a business but as soon as you hang a shingle as soon as you open your doors for a law firm not only do you have a practice but you have a business and so you need ideally a strategy. You're going to need to attract clients. You're going to need to keep those clients happy and have systems and processes and build a team and hire people and manage them. Oh, and finances, profit, and make sure you have a collections process, right? Whether you have one employee or a hundred, all of those things are necessary components of your business. And so really what I've done is we've designed a program where we can help lawyers work through all of that. Now they can't do it all at once, but we have a whole process of like, where are you? Let's figure out where you are. What are your issues? Where do you wanna go? And then we help you create a
1: plan for how to get there and we give you help along the way. That's awesome. So I met you here for the first time, what, three years now? At this tech show. So what is something that keeps bringing you back?
2: Yeah, I'm excited this year cause I'm speaking again, which is always fun. But really being down here on the floor where we are right now, right, there, there's an energy here. It's all the people in our space that are doing this kind of work. And so you get to meet with lots of the vendors and the people who are creating the technology and the processes that can help our firms and talk to them. But then there's just like a whole awesome group of lawyers here and we just sort of all converge and this is like our chance to come together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think being on the floor of the expo here and seeing Startup Alley, things that are up and coming in the legal space and being next door to people who are making really big waves in the legal profession and in the technology space. But you mentioned speaking here. Which is really cool. I, I saw that your sessions are remote work is here to stay, explore techniques and tools to onboard and manage a cohesive and happy team, as well as AI will redefine firm business models and end the billable hour. Are you prepared? <laughs> so that's a real, those are really cool topics. Can you Good. give us some insights into those programs that you're presenting? Yeah, I mean, first off,
2: we know people are going remote, hybrid, whatever that combination is. Luckily, I've led a fully remote team since 2018. So even pre-pandemic, we were preaching this. And now that everyone's gotten a taste of it, we know our employees really love it too. So as an employer, how do you build a team culture? How do you have that feeling that's so easy to get in the office? How do you replicate that online? So we're gonna be talking about and giving some real fun tips of practical things people can do, from remote virtual coffees to how do you have team events online. Like, there's lots of ways you can do it. You just have to be intentional about it. It's not going to just happen because your team members aren't just going to stumble across each other at the literal water cooler and talk about their weekend when they're in a
1: remote environment. But you can recreate that if you just think about it and plan for it. So can you give us your top two tips from that presentation? One is... Add some fun and energy into your team. So you can do that by, like
2: I said, we do virtual meetups and um, coffee for our team. We'll send everybody a gift card and say buy lunch on us today and we're going to pair you up with different people. Zoom, if you don't know how to use Zoom breakout rooms, you're missing out because you can do so much and you can have people connect with each other in a real way online. So I think that's tip number one, and tip number two would be intentional with your onboarding. This goes, by the way, if you're in the office, it's really across the board, but how do you plan out your onboarding so that your team, the goal there is they need to feel connected to your team, connected to your company, And they need to know how to have the skills and the training they need to do their job. And historically, lawyers, sorry, we get a bad rap. We're like, hey, welcome to the team. Here's your office. Here's a computer. Now go do some work. And we're really missing the boat on all those opportunities we have to connect our team to our greater purpose as a company. Like, they need to know who you help, how you help them, team history, you know, some basic stuff that we sometimes just miss. So we got to plan it out.
1: Yeah. You're also talking on the billable hour. So what is your top? takeaway or two from that presentation stop
2: billing by the hour people i'm on a mission i'm gonna kill it one day it will happen if I could tell anybody anything, it's like you're capping your potential income when you bill by the hour, because there's only so many hours in the day. And when you bill by the hour, the only way for you to make more money is to raise your rates or work more hours, because it's a finite math formula, that's it. Guess what, with AI, I mean, we've seen this, it's been coming for a while, but now as we continue to see more and more ways to be efficient, to do our work faster and leverage technology, if we're billing by the hour, we aren't getting the benefit of that as business owners. And so we have to start thinking about different business models, subscriptions, flat fees, value-based billing. There's lots of ways to do this. It's not a one size fits all, but as business owners, we need to think about that and think about nobody's buying our time. They're buying a solution to their problem, and so we need to
1: rethink the way we charge our clients. I love that no one's buying our time. They're buying the solution, right? I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're giving.
2: Yeah, I mean, no one's buying a screwdriver. They really want the picture hung, to be fair. If it's my spouse, I just want you to make that happen. Uh, So I don't care how long it takes to get the screwdriver or all the things. I just want the finished product you know, we're getting there. We're making big strides. That's one of the things I love most is when I'm working with lawyers and they're into it and they're like, can you help me redefine my business? Like, how do I actually
1: do this? I love doing that because it's a lot of fun. And I can feel the passion standing next to you. And as someone who has been at the forefront, I would say um, in the legal tech space for a long time now, what does leadership in legal tech mean to you?
2: Ah, good question. I think we have to be willing to take steps. As leaders, your job is to make the big, bold statements that no one wants to make or your team might be scared to make. The best example is JFK stood out and he said, we're going to put a man on the moon. That was a huge risk. If he had gone to his advisors, I'm sure they were like, please do not say that. Maybe say we'll get a rocket up in the air. But he didn't. He said, no, I, I got to be willing to put my neck out there and make the big, bold statement and encourage the team to do that. As leaders in legal tech, as leaders in our law firm, as leaders in our profession, we have to start making those big, bold statements and taking risks and driving the change. It won't happen overnight, but we have to be willing to stake it out and say, this is where we're headed. There's change management. There's a whole process to get us there, but we have to take that first step because otherwise a lot of law firms lead by consensus. And whenever you do that, you get to the least common denominator because that's the where everyone's going to agree. Leadership takes
1: bold, big, risk. And where does that come from within you?
2: I don't know because I always say that I'm like a non-risk person. I'm like not going to jaywalk. Like there's a crosswalk for a reason, people. We only go when the, the white light says it's time to cross the street. So in my life, there's a lot of places where I avoid risk. But then when as a business owner, I don't. And maybe it's because I have the some kind of weird confidence like I know the risk I'm taking are calculated so I'm not going to like step in the middle of the street but as a leader of my team I've got to be willing to push them that we're going
1: to go into a new direction. Yeah. That's inspiring. And, and again, your passion exudes and it's, it's really cool to be here on the floor with you and, and listen to what these individuals are here doing that are sticking their neck out and that are, that are making those changes. Thank you so much for your time. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your conference. Thank you. It was
2: so great to be with you. I loved this conversation.
0: to get the special offer. Check out Lawline for the best content for leaders and future leaders in legal.